Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Sarah. Today, we are joined by Carla Cozira, owner of Frio Gelato. Frio Gelato is made in an allergen-friendly kitchen with a nut and gluten-free focus and is 100% handmade. With four locations throughout Evanston and Chicago, including their brand new location at Navy Pier, you can find Frio in Andersonville at 5152 North Clark. Welcome, Carla. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm just great. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. And we are all in a very happy place right now because you just brought us some gelato and sorbet and it was amazingly delicious. Can you tell us the flavors that we just enjoyed so much? Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it so much. Um, There were four flavors. We had two gelatos, which are dairy-based flavors. Um, Dulce de leche, which is the Argentine milk caramel. We also had one called Sambajon, which is a typical Argentine flavor as well. It's egg custard with Marsala wine. But you also tried the sorbets, which are non-dairy, water-based flavors. Uh, and they're probably our two best sorbet flavors, best-selling uh, sorbet flavors. One was the limon, which is the lemon sorbet. And the other is maracuja, which is passion fruit, which is a, which is a, a huge uh, favorite of our customers. And the salmonjon, okay, I can't say it. You just say it for me. <laughs> Sambajon. Okay, the Sambajon. It's hard to say, but we're trying. Um, it was kind of savory and also sweet a little bit, like with that marsala taste. It, it tastes yeah. a little bit. I'm not sure. Know. You know, that that's great that you picked up on that flavor note. Um, it's made basically with eggs and wine. Um uh, we make it with Marsala wine. Uh, a lot of uh, other manufacturers make it with port wines, but the Marsala gives it a little bit more of a sweet taste. Um, and it is so delicious. I have to say it's my favorite. And that's the flavor you'll be serving during our wine walk, correct, on May 19th? We'll be serving that uh, Sambajon, but also a Malbec wine with berries. Um, our My husband is from Argentina, and so Frio Gelato is Argentine Gelato at its foundation. And so Malbec wine, I mean, you know, that's Malbec berries from Argentina. Of course, we had to make a gelato flavor that was similar. Well, we love to start out by always asking, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Myself and my background, I um, have come from corporate marketing, uh, international marketing. Um, I also have a background in broadcast journalism. uh, But I Fundamentally, I'm an entrepreneur at heart, and my husband, coming from Argentina and from a very entrepreneurial family himself, has always been in business for himself. And so he and his cousin founded Frio Gelato, and I handle all the marketing uh, for the company and am representing the company, you know, in these types of events. And are you from Chicago, or what's the story of you meeting and landing here? Well, it's funny that you say landing because I actually, uh, my husband and I met on an airplane, um, <laughs> but let's, but that could be a story for another time. But um, I'm actually from Los Angeles, California. I'm half Ecuadorian, half American. I grew up speaking Spanish and um, have traveled quite a bit and lived quite a bit in Latin America and Europe, um, completely grew up bilingually and therefore use those languages in international business, right? And then I ended up meeting my husband on an airplane on a flight back from Buenos Aires. I was on a business trip and he was coming to visit family and we ended up meeting and this was about 20 years ago. Uh, But like I said, because he was an entrepreneur, we just kind of have always worked for ourselves ever since uh, being together. And tell us a little bit more 
about Frio Gelato, the inspiration were the helderias your husband, Sebastian, used to frequent back in Argentina, where ice cream is serious business. How did you decide to get into the gelato business? It was kind of like one of those things that we used to talk about. My 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 husband and his cousin are really close. Um, they were the only two boys in their generation of uh, cousins, basically. It would hang out all the time together. And they used to talk fondly about these trips to the heladerias with their grandmother because it was the only time they could get away from all the other sisters and the girl cousins that were around. And... Um, they often say that it was their grandmother's kind of excuse to get gelato for herself because really that she wanted to go and she would say, come on, boys, I'll take you. And so they, they used to think fondly of and, and remember fondly these trips with their grandmother. Um, and both of them are really into their ice cream and gelato like, uh, you know, like most Argentines. And when they came here, they really didn't find, you know, there's Italian gelato and that's delicious. But they wanted their own flavors and their own, um, you know, these these flavors that would kind of make them reminisce and think back about their their childhood in Buenos Aires. So um, really, you know, it, they decided, why don't we just do this? Wouldn't that be funny if we did that? And we were kind of, haha. well, why not? Let's just do it. Let's go for it. And we did. We started in 2013. And it's been such a pleasure to see this idea that we all joked about once now kind of come to fruition and now you know four locations later and we're making it happen so you speak about your four locations and you chose andersonville as your third location which opened this past fall in october what drew you to andersonville and why did you choose this neighborhood well andersonville is such a vibrant community i mean it's just really incredible i feel like any time of the day you drive by here come through here there are people on the streets um there's a it's a sense of community that uh, is very loyal and fiercely loyal to their local businesses. I love the fact that you don't see big chains here in Andersonville. You see a lot of small businesses like ourselves, people who are just trying to make a living doing something that they love. Um, and it's such a supportive community that uh, we just knew we had to be here. And what is the difference between gelato and ice cream? And explain the difference between Italian-style gelato and Argentine gelato. Those are great questions because these are questions that come up all the time. Um, the difference between gelato and ice cream is basically the density. Um, the Italians were the originators of this dessert. And they started with gelato and they start with a certain amount of uh, raw materials, let's say, that then when those raw materials were brought over to the United States and in the U.S., they wanted to make gelato. They said, but we can make so much more volume if we just whip more air into it and we can create kind of like more volume out of the same amount of raw materials. But the issue is, is that once you whip more air into it, some of the flavor gets distorted. And so then you have to add a little bit more fat, a little bit more cream, a little bit more sugar. So in reality, gelato is a denser version of the frozen dessert. And it's more healthy because it doesn't have as much fat and as much sugar. So I think if you were to compare the two, you know, a lot of people talk about mouthfeel and temperature. Gelato is served at a, a warmer te temperature. So it's a little bit uh, softer and creamier. Um, also, because of that, because of less cream that it has, it doesn't coat your tongue like ice cream does. So you can actually taste the flavors a little bit more crisply and clearly. 
So, you know, we always think that gelato is a little bit better than ice cream, but, you know, people like both. Now, the difference between Argentine and Italian um, is basically the flavors that are offered. You know, dulce de leche started in Argentina and in Uruguay, kind of in that sort of uh, Rio de la Plata region, the River Plate region of South America. Um, we have just unique flavors like uh, avocado. We do the Malbec wine and berries that sort of thing. So the flavors are different, but also the way it's served. So we use spatulas like they do in, in Italy. Uh, we use that to serve our Argentine gelato, but we make a swirl. And in Argentina, these swirls can become so big and long that people actually have competitions. Like if you were to go on YouTube and look up the Argentine swirl of gelato, you might have something that's like two and a half, three feet long, and people are trying to eat it, you know, with a cone, with their hand, with their hand outstretched like that. So it's the way it's served. So this swirl is um, very particular to Argentina. In fact, you can even see it in our logo, Frio Gelato. We have this Argentine swirl in our logo. And do you make your own dulce de leche or do you have a recommendation for people of like, if you're going to buy the good stuff, <laughs> this is where you should buy it? Yes. I think if you were to ask most Argentines, they would say that the San Ignacio brand is like the brand that they've all grown up with. Um, and that is actually the brand that we buy and we import from Argentina. Of course, the brand, the, the type of uh, dulce de leche that we buy is for dessert specifically. It's not something, it's very, very strong and thick. It's not something that you can just take out of the jar and put on your bread like like the one you'd find in a supermarket. But the San Ignacio brand, it's funny because it's it's a more expensive brand. So we've, you know, in order to try to reduce costs, we've looked at other brands and it just does not taste the same. So we're sticking with the true the true stuff. The real deal. The real deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Carla, what has it been like to run your own business? And do you have any advice for future entrepreneurs? I love running my own business. I, I can't stress enough how much personal satisfaction this gives me and my, and my husband. Um, I think it's amazing. You know, I often think of Sally Field and her famous Oscar speech when she's saying, they love us they or they like me. They really like me. Because uh, to think that we've created a brand, we've created a product, we've created an experience at our gelaterias that people actually come to and want and are excited for us and are supportive, there, there's nothing more fulfilling than that, really. Um, you know, obviously, being an entrepreneur is risky. There are days when you're working like crazy. There are days, of course, when you say, why the heck did we do this? But it is so fulfilling in the long run that I think um, I would encourage any potential entrepreneurs to go for it. Um, you're always going to regret what you don't do, not what you do. So I'm so glad that we've tried it. Obviously, I'm glad that it's working. And, um, you know, of course, not to be afraid to pursue your dreams if you're looking to try to start a new business and especially if, if it's something that you're passionate about. I think that passion shows. Running a family-owned business is unique in itself, and I'm just curious, you know, have you, um, both from your background and your husband's being from Argentina, have the cultures in South America or in Argentina kind of like lent themselves to this operation of a family-owned business, which 
also is serving so many families and <laughs> children's and this uh, children in a really wonderful way of going to a local gelateria in a way that maybe they haven't. But um, yeah, is there is there any specific connection there? I, I think that's interesting that you've made the connection that yes, a family business kind of offering a product to more families. Um, my husband and cousin come from a family of entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, their great grandfather came uh, to Argentina from the Ukraine. And, you know, he came with just a sack over his back and with nothing. And as uh, it's a typical immigrant story that you might find here in the United States, where he ended up kind of building a packaging empire um, that then his grandfather took over and then some of the next generation worked at. So I think, you know, they are not afraid of being entrepreneurs. They're not afraid of working on their own. And they've seen it through their generations in their own family. Um, and I think they've also seen kind of how their great grandfather and grandfather have kind of built a, um, a foundation. They've helped schools. They've, they've also contributed in a way to their, to their mm, society there, I guess, or to their community there in Buenos Aires and around the country. So I think, you know, for them, it was just completely normal. Of course, we're going to be entrepreneurs. There's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, it's interesting because it is family run. We've got, uh, I've got my stepchildren working there. We've got um, nieces and nephews. I've got my kids who've been washing dishes or have to, you know, on a Saturday night be dragged over there. We got to go there. They need help. And everybody's kind of helping and picking up trash. And um, I think it's great for our family to kind of know all aspects. They reap the benefits. And so they need to understand the responsibilities behind the scenes, too. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, speaking of your family, you all sailed around the world, um, you and your husband and your two kids, for a year and a half. Can you tell us more about that experience and what you learned from it? Oh, that's interesting that you're bringing that up. I love that because it's kind of part of what gave us the confidence to start this business also. Um, my husband grew up sailing in Argentina. Um, I am not a sailor. I always consider myself a reluctant sailor, but it was his dream to go around the world. Um, and we didn't necessarily go, go around the world. We went around the Atlantic. We went to 21 different countries, which included, you know, all, all many of the countries in the Caribbean, many countries in Europe, also West Africa, and we crossed the Atlantic. Um, I'm just going to say that that sounds like it was pretty much around the world. <laughs> well, actually, when it's we farther than I've sailed. <laughs> <laughs> when we retire, though, we'd like to circumnavigate the wow. equator and kind of do it this way. Right. And so you hit all the countries along the equator. Um, but yes, we took off in uh, at the end of 2010. Uh, my children at the time were seven and five. And when we returned, they were, you know, two, it was two years. They were 18 months older. Um but it was an amazing experience, of course. It's uh, something that we talk about often. It comes up frequently. And I think it's a gift that we've given our kids that is unmatched with anything else we could provide. Um, you know, a lot of people say, wow, how fun. You know, they look at the pictures and we are in amazing destinations. It is a lot of hard work and it was a lot of hard work. Well, you also homeschooled them on a boat. Correct. And yes. we're both mothers of two children. So yes. we can only imagine what that experience was like. You know, I think that was the most difficult part of it was homeschooling and try to, you know, and now when I look back, I go, ah, it probably didn't really matter to be so strict with it. But we did have a routine. 
we would do homeschooling from, let's say, 9 to 12 every day, unless we were on a long crossing. Um, and then, you know, in the afternoon, we'd hit the hit the local town or go swimming or do whatever you do on a boat. Fish. <laughs> Um, so back to your business, you now do have four locations, the newest one on Navy in Navy Pier, and you opened in Andersonville last year. What can you speak to in terms of growing a business and how to do that kind of strategically and smartly, especially as a small business owner, family operated, privately owned? You know, we hear I think you read a lot about like investors and venture capitalists and growth, 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 growth. But it seems like you've done it in a really smart way. So how has that been like? Well, you know, we're trying to do it in a smart way. I, I think one needs to be very careful not to grow too quickly and then all of a sudden find themselves in a difficult situation. Uh, the Navy Pier opportunity kind of came to us and we're very happy about that and proud of that. I'm not sure we would have looked for a fourth location so quickly, but at the same time, after several discussions, we said, well, this is an opportunity we can't miss up. So we're going to take it now. You know, the window of opportunity is here. And maybe with four locations, we'll kind of chill a little bit for a while and kind of just make sure that it's a well. Pun intended. Yes. Chill. Oh, there you go. Uh, and make sure that it's kind of running smoothly before we go on and grow a little bit further. Um, but the idea, definitely, our end goal is to be a premier gelato destination in the Chicagoland area um, within the next five years or so. And something I didn't know about your location until recently, but you have Wi-Fi and say, you know, come in for a cup of coffee. So is that something also just, you know, to let people know that they can stop in and enjoy gelato, but stay for a little bit too if they want? Definitely. We've got a lot of customers who really enjoy our space uh, because they say it's clean, it's bright, it's friendly. Uh, and we're not trying to compete with coffee uh, cafes around around the neighborhood or anything like that, but it is an alternative. You know, maybe some people don't necessarily want the scene of a um, chain coffee shop or, you know, they want something a little bit different. Most people don't know that we do offer coffee. We uh, are sell Intelligentsia brand coffee, uh, but we've also created coffee creations with our gelato. So we have not just regular espressos and cafe con leche and that sort of thing, but we have um, what's called a cafe lato, which is a coffee that is flavored with melted gelato of your choice. And I recommend the dulce de leche as a, as a flavor because it's delicious. Um, we also have what's called the ahogado, which is similar to the affogato. Um, and we also have a hot chocolato, which is a melted chocolate gelato, which is basically a, a really cool version of a hot chocolate. That sounds delicious. Well, you've only been in Andersonville a short time, but we've reached the point in our show where we ask which Andersonville business you would like to trade places with for a day. Ooh, I love Andersonville Antiques. I love Ooh, that place. I can go in there and spend hours and... Um, you know, I think it's it would be fun to trade sp spaces because I think they've been here for so long that they know a lot of people, have a lot of friends in the neighborhood, and uh, it's kind of like Cheers, where it's a place where you kind of feel comfortable to hang out and chit-chat with your neighbors and people who come in. And do you always mosey down into the basement as well and for sure. in see fact, all the stuff yes. down there? Although I was just there the other day, and there was this head of a mannequin in a scale. It was the weirdest thing and it kind of freaked me out down there because I was down there by myself, but I, I really love the place. Yeah, there are so many treasures down there. It's amazing. Yeah. 
Well, thank you, Carla, for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about Frio Gelato, please visit friogelato.com. Show notes on today's episode can be found at andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is engineered and edited by Andy Miles in Studio C at Transistor, a gallery, shop, performance, recording, and teaching space located at 5224 North Clark Street. Have your own podcast idea? The studio is available to rent. Please call Andy at 312-631-9408 or stop by the store for details.